the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, verse 6 is a very profound statement. In fact, so much so that it's quoted several times in the New Testament. And it establishes a foundation of our doctrine that we know of as salvation by faith. There are three key words. Believed, counted, righteousness. Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno is in the 15th chapter of the book of Genesis as he continues to share with us details about the life of Abraham here on Study Verse by Verse. Welcome to the broadcast for this Thursday. I'm Mike Trout, so glad you've joined us. We've been looking at the life of Abraham for a number of days, and I'll tell you at the end of the broadcast how you can listen to past programs just in case you've missed any of them. Taking us further into the life of Abraham, here's Pastor Layton. The Hebrew word translated believe means to lean your whole weight upon. Abraham leaned his whole weight upon the promise of the Lord. It's important for us to recognize that we are not saved by making promises to God. We are saved by believing God's promises to us. Abraham put his full weight on the Word of God. Now, I'm reminded of an illustration that I heard about a number of years ago. There was a tight rope walker who had strung a line from one side to the other of Niagara Falls and had assembled a crowd. And on that day, he took off across that narrow line and disappeared into the mist. And minutes passed and the apprehension grew. And finally, he reappeared and the audience that was there assembled clapped. And next he took a bicycle and he got on it and he went across the line and disappeared. And again, there was some apprehension, but a little less now because after all, he'd proven that he, he could make the trip. And, and then he came back and reappeared. And, and a third time he, he took a wheelbarrow and, and he went across the line and disappeared and, and reappeared. And by this time, the, the audience was ecstatic in their expressions and the tight rope walker asked one of the observers, do you believe that I can, I can take this wheelbarrow and, and go across that line? And the uh, spectator said, yes, I do. And the tight rope walker said, get in. Get in. Put your full weight on my word. And that's what Abraham did. He put his full weight on the word of God. Now, second, the word for righteousness means right standing before the Lord. It's used over 500 times in the scriptures and, and is one of mankind's greatest needs. Romans 3.23 tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And verse 10 of the same chapter tells us that there's not one, not one, that's righteous. Yet the scriptures also tell us that the only way that we're going to enter the kingdom of heaven is in righteousness. Now, if none of us are righteous, how is it that any of us are going to enter the kingdom of heaven? 
The secret to that is found in the third word, which is the word counted or imputed. It, it, is, it is an accounting term. And it means to put into one's account. You see, Abraham believed God and righteousness was put into his account. The same concept is applied to Jesus as, as he hung on the cross. You see, our sins were imputed to Jesus. Our sins were put into Jesus' account. Isaiah fifty-three twelve says that he who knew no sin was counted with the transgressors. Our, our sins were, were put upon Jesus who knew no sin. And he paid the wages of our sin at Calvary. Romans 4 says, what did the scriptures say? Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now when a man works, his wages are not credited to him as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the man who does not work, but trusts God who justifies the wicked, his faith is credited as righteousness. David says the same thing when he speaks of the blessedness of the man to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. Blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will never count against him. Romans 10, 9. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and following. For it is by grace you've been saved, through faith. And this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, so that no one can boast. Now the rest of, of chapter 15 tells the story of Abraham asking the Lord for a, a seal or a sign, a, a token of his promise. And, and God provides Abraham a token of his promise. But even the token of his promise had to be accepted by faith. You see, what God did is he foretold the, the future of the descendants of Abraham. He said that they were going to spend 400 years in Egypt and, and have a time of misery. And, 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 he, and, he, and he told of what was in the future. And this was supposed to be the token, of the, the seal of, of God's promise. Even God's seals require faith. You know, in this, we have some great insight into God as well. Because, for one thing, God tells us his reason for making the descendants of Abraham wait to inherit their land for over 400 years. It's found in verse 16. It says, because the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. God, in his patience and mercy, waited 400 years for the Amorites to repent. 400 years. We have a merciful God. And God, in his foreknowledge, also knew that they weren't going to repent. And so... Their destiny was declared. You know, in this passage and so many more through the scriptures, it's really remarkable how the sovereignty of God 
and the free will and therefore the responsibility of men simultaneously exist. Reading now in chapter 16. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. And she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. And, and so Sarah said to Abram, See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please, go to my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abram heeded the voice of Sarah. Note, not the voice of the Lord. Then Sarah... Abram's wife took Hagar and made the Egyptian and gave her to her husband Abram to be his wife. And Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan. And so he went into Hagar and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became despised in her eyes. And then Sarah said to Abram, My wrong be upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judge between you and me. She was angry. So Abram said to Sarai, Indeed, your maid is in your hand. Do to her as you please. And when Sarah had dealt harshly with her, she fled from her presence. Now, Sarah, Sarah had been thinking, you see. And, and in her thinking, Sarah had come to the conclusion that God needed some help. You see. God needed some help to fulfill the promise of a child. And it was in this misguided conclusion that decisions were made that have resulted in thousands of years of bloodshed and what we now refer to as the Arab-Israeli conflict. You know, if someone ever tells you, you know, what I'm doing, it doesn't hurt anyone else, don't believe it. Sometimes the effects of decisions carry for generations, centuries, a millennia. Now, Abraham was now 85 years old, and he was still young in his faith. He'd been walking with the Lord but 10 years, and he was still learning about the ways of the Lord, and God had promised him a child, but God hadn't given him any timetable. Why did God make him wait so long? Well, again, Hebrews gives us the answers because God wanted to make sure that they were as good as dead in, in their own abilities because he wanted to have the glory. Hebrews 6.12 says it's through faith and patience, through faith. And patience that we inherit the promises. Isaiah 28, 16 says, He that believeth shall not make haste. He that believeth shall not make haste. It's in unbelief that we make hasty decisions. Now for this, for Abram and Sarah, this was a time of waiting on the Lord. Most people don't like to wait. Abraham and Sarah didn't wait. Sarah knew that she was incapable of bearing a child, but Abram was still capable. And, you know, God had specifically named Abraham to be the father, but, you know, God hadn't named the mother of the child. Now, now logically, Sarah would be the mother of the child, but, but, but perhaps, that's found in the passage, perhaps God had other plans.
You see, Sarah was second-guessing God. And that's a dangerous thing to do. True faith is based on the Word of God, not the wisdom of man. Well, we'll pick up from there when we come back with the next installment in the study of the life of Abraham from Pastor Leighton Sheely, Senior Pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. This is a broadcast we call Study Verse by Verse. We're on the web at studyversebyverse.com. And if you've missed any of these programs, you can download them when you go to that website. That's studyversebyverse.com. Looking at Church of the Highlands, which, by the way, is on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. They have a very strong youth outreach, both elementary school, nursery, junior high, and high school. You can find out all the details on that website, highlands.us. And, of course, look into Highlands Christian Schools. A link is there on the website at highlands.us. They have been providing educational excellence for nearly 60 years. That's highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Have a great rest of your day and join us on Friday when we'll once again open the Word of God and study verse by verse.